I'm just wishing. It's just my dream that more and more youngsters get inspired from a model and they deploy in their own locations and it just the the whole idea just gets spread. Uh, hello everyone uh, you are listening to hello educator and i am the host of the show asif today we have uh, krishna tiruvengadam in our show uh, he is a young mechanical engineer uh, innovator as well as an educator as a part of a project he moved to a tribal village in maharashtra uh, it is called uh, lodhi and then like something amazing happened uh, during that uh, tenure So let's discuss that with a man himself. Hey Krishna, how are you doing today? Hi, uh yeah, I'm fine. I'm... Let's talk about your uh, uh the rural development project. Uh, just uh, give us a walk through of, you know, what the project is all about. Okay. So so uh basically I was uh, posted as part of uh, this uh, SB Youth for India program where uh, we get posted in remote education and skill development domain okay so my project was to enable uh, children and youth of the community to develop appropriate technologies basically appropriate technologies is basically technologies that uh, that can solve the local issues that they face using uh, the materials available there instead of buying things outside and stuff and uh, so this we were uh, able to achieve through a uh, and design thinking process okay so this project uh, was it an initiative by yourself or uh, you ideated through the help of uh, someone else okay so basically this project was like uh, it's my uh, own idea because i was inspired to take up this uh, because i i had a previous experience at uh, the uh, national innovation foundation okay. where they take up uh, seed ideas from grassroots innovators they develop in their r&d labs and create business models but then what i observed was oh, why don't the entire process happen just within a village like why don't the community become innovators themselves instead of like me going or me means like an, an engineer or a technical person from a urban place going to to any village and saying hey so see this is your problem and this is what you should do Instead of that, I th- I thought it would be more effective if the community themselves become innovators. So, uh, of all the villages in India, why Lodi? Basically, I was uh, I'm posted with this NGO called Bave, which operates all over India, including Maharashtra. And since I was interested more into technology and innovation, the NGO was uh, having like area focus in that region. So basically. Uh, we had a cluster of 14 villages uh, in that place and then due to a lot of reasons like uh, the cooperation with the ngo and things like that i i i was posted in lobby so and that's how i entered uh, the village okay so you are from uh, tamil nadu as far as i know uh, you are proficient only in tamil and uh, english so yeah what right. what are the what are the uh, difficulties or challenges that we- you went through uh, initially when you landed in uh, lodhi basically uh, a lot of things happened like 
I didn't know as you told uh, Hindi or Marathi because in the village they spoke like around uh, six seven languages uh, because that was like a, a Gond tribal inhabited region because okay. they and they spoke the Gond dialects. Okay. And uh, because uh, I mean, and and without even knowing Hindi, I couldn't even comprehend what they were saying. So my approach to the community was little uh, different from the normal NGO wala work. So I, I I started going to schools because the teachers okay. knew English who would help me. Okay. Um uh, and uh, and then we started making uh, models, uh, painting stuff, and things like that. and then okay. the kids became interested and uh, then once we actually started innovating and designing products okay uh, then we actually shifted to a, another place which is near my home and that's how it goes on and uh, regarding language i use the google translate app <laughs> almost all the time okay because uh, it was a little weird for me because a teacher who is not able to speak right. that was actually weird and 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 actually interestingly the kids they became very interested to talk to me or to interact or to be with me so they learned english much faster than i try to learn hindi which was very useful yeah how did you uh, decide to start with the school children rather than talking with the youth or the village head there is a, a process that you go through you know when you go to the village you know you talk to the head of the village and then they have a youth community uh, and all that so uh, how did you uh, decide to you know directly go and uh, you know work with the school children instead of all these uh, people so basically what happened was like in my initial days uh, even in my program the so they had instructed us not to do any activity and just start with the uh, you, you just observe people you just assess the what is the situation and things like that and then uh, we have this uh, list of procedures to go on talk to the collector or education officer district block officer and everyone but then it didn't uh, quite make sense to me because i thought the entire way of thinking was like i thought to solve a given issue the approach needs to be changed and another thing was i observed that me and another co fellow we were seen as like a kind of um alienated like people who don't belong yeah alienated yeah. feeling we got we got this alienated feeling so then i decided to live one amongst them okay and to do that and for them to accept me basically this is what i believe that if i am going to go to a adult and talk to him right uh, and uh, see like i am here to help you out and things like that he'll me he'll be like kind of judging me like the a regular kind of person who is trying to help and maybe then they would doubt me that if i have my own vested interests right but instead of that uh, if i'm gonna be with the kids play with them watch cartoons with them because the initial ice breaking without the language part right. uh, i was like watching uh, tom and jerry animated movies awesome. uh, with them and then they were enjoying and then uh, slowly i was invited to their homes for dinners and lunch and then their mothers became closer their elders became closer Okay. and then at last the kids and like when the entire village was accepting me adult men they too started accepting me like right. i am actually there to do some work okay so basically i mean it's it's a beautiful uh, thing with the kids they don't yeah. you know judge you or you know based on your uh, ethnicity or in anything for that matter it's, exactly. it's just the, exactly 
it's just a good heart and you know being a nice person being a good friend uh, wins them over so it's a, it's a pretty uh, exactly. interesting approach that you've uh, taken okay yeah. okay okay let's let's come back to the project so like um, once you started uh, you know working with the kids how did you uh, start your project you know now now that you've uh, broken the ice with the kids and you know the parents uh, so how how did you take okay. it forward your your project before that i would like to shortly tell you why i did this project in particular right so during the, my initial days of the fellowship into the village i was trying to solve a lot of things through technology like oh we can use this product that product we can i, I can design stuff i can because i i have had previous experience in uh, making products as such so mm. i was trying to do that and then i was at this uh, girl's home where we used to eat every day okay we had this interesting uh, conversation like uh, she was asking me some doubts in science and maths because she she was in 10th uh, standard or something i was like before answering her question i was like asking how oh, why do you learn science in the first place okay and she was like so confused she didn't know what to answer so she went to her parents and she was like um, asking the same question like how oh, why do i have to learn maths and science this is what uh, krishna sir is asking just tell me and then that i noticed and kind of understood that if i am going to trigger a child to basically think then it is going to have an effect on the family and also as the entire system the entire village so if, if i want to bring about a change then it should start from kids because that's how it's going to affect the uh, men and women of right. the village so that's the approach that i thought would work and it actually worked in life the why question you know makes a lot of uh, gives us a lot of uh, exactly. perspective so it's it's pretty good regarding why the project so this is this is one basic uh, principle or uh, the reason why i wanted to do this like education and then why this project was then i observed uh, in schools and the school i was working with in the village so they had this uh, teaching science teaching max the the normal textbook version they were just learning as such but then uh, when i started uh, teaching them science through practical ways uh, as such like what we say like teaching uh, through practical uh, experiments and things which everyone does that when i began that and kids they came up with their own versions of experiments but they didn't know why it was happening but they just observed it right from nature Right. and then i i realized that it is not that we need to really teach science which would actually help them but instead right. they indigenously know certain things by intuition right which we have to trigger and give a platform for them to build their knowledge basically so the feeding the curiosity uh, that itself you know creates a lot of uh, innovation exactly exactly yeah rightly said and one another thing was like all the models that i came across so basically before starting the project i i went to a lot of alternative schools around india and okay. everyone were like kind of teaching them practical science but i had this question and then what yes so so the kids learn science concepts through practical experiments at the maximum and then they kind of build toys just to understand and then what they they really do not uh, or the adults don't believe that kids also can build real time products so it was kind of a challenge to whether to experiment and see whether it's possible to whether the kids can actually design products 
so i just took up the challenge and then they were like actually amazing because uh, what i observed was uh, and they kind of bridged the gap between indigenous practices that they have been following in their tribal context and with the modern education system okay so initially the project was you know uh, empowering i mean it has to do with the youth did it actually evolve after you started the project or you always had it in mind that you know uh, this project uh, needs to go through the kids yeah so basically uh, i didn't have a previous idea as such because uh, i went to a village with an entirely different mindset then uh, i thought of uh, doing this way because it will be much more effective involving the kids and the youth because as you said they have a very open mind they they are not closed by any perspectives right 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 so i thought this would be the most effective one okay let's come back and talk about some of the projects that you had worked with the kids before getting into the actual projects let's sort of uh, discuss like you know the approach that you took um for uh, you know the to enable the kids to you know design a project so initially what we do is to enable them to think because if anyone goes to a random school and asks kids to build something they'll be just blank because they have been so conditioned through the regular education system that they're not able to think right so to make them think and make them triggered to have the confidence that even i can build anything what i want for that i started with making models like for example uh, we we made models of inertial joint knuckle joint three point hitches and things like that like that they would see in their uh, everyday life playing tractors and jcb and stuff right so that i started building through through, through a lot of uh, models from so there is this uh, a lansakia models from the internet and that i used kind of and then i developed my own versions okay so that i started building so the first one was building something and demonstrating to them so this is how it works and then they have to uh, build out of a box of assorted materials that i would keep in the class and then they have to build something on their own and okay. explain what happens so that way they will actually develop the sense of building things and then they will have to think of uh, solving a problem so for example uh, we would have games like uh, team oriented games for example different teams have to build cars made up anything they want okay so mm-hmm. using the physics or max or whatever they learned in school they have to apply there and they have to make cars which will actually race against each other so they will have to use friction aerodynamics and things like that you know awesome a more simple way so that way they they also got excited because kids if you go and teach oh, uh, oh let's just build something they'll be like a little bored you know they wanted something like a game and like a fun so i i, I try to inculcate that elements into this into these activities and then also there is there was this interesting part wherein um once i started doing this they started to build their own concepts and own models and they tried to explain to me and and, and then uh, things happened and uh, so this was the first part okay of making them to solve a given problem and next was a design thinking process which okay. i inspired from a lot of mixed design thinking processes okay and then i adapted to the uh, rural context because not every design thinking process would work in village scenario because 
because of the limited material uh, accessibility so so the first step in design thinking like it was like a step by step process okay. and the first step would be uh, to uh, generate ideas so basically i will be giving sheets of paper or draw on the blackboard like whatever works that day i would be asking kids to pick up one key issue that they face every day okay. or their mothers or fathers face every day so they will be coming up with things like oh my mother is cooking and then she has a lot of smoke she coughs and 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 one thing that i observed was uh, they started identifying issues which is related to their mothers more than anyone else because they have that emotional attachment right, right. this is my mother and things like that so they started doing that and so that's the first part and in the second part we would discuss it as a team and brainstorm ideas so basically i will ask a lot of questions that will make them think for instance if a kid is saying like uh, sir in in winter we are not able to get hot water so i want to build a water heater okay so i'll be asking uh, what will be the approximate cost of the pro- of the product what do you think if he says like randomly 300 rupees something right. so i'll be asking oh so but you get electric water heater for 100 rupees right the coil heater right. so if it's if it's going to be the case then uh, no one is going to use your product then what's the use and then he'll be thinking oh yeah then yeah that's right so right. then he'll be thinking of an another idea so basically i as an engineer so i would ask them a lot of questions and make them think of ideas which will actually work and then in the third step we would select the best possible ideas with everyone saying okay to one specific idea and then we build upon it so basically the kids have to make a make up a small prototype it need not be a working prototype but then just a model maybe with ice cream sticks or match sticks or whatever so okay. they have to make and then they have to demonstrate to others in the class that this is how my idea will work so next comes the actual uh, building stuff uh, where they have to work test out with a lot of materials and uh, processes and make them work so for that part what i usually do is instead of uh, me teaching how to do i mean uh, teaching them to build stuff i instead link them with workshop guys like every every village or every village hubs they have these uh, workshop guys right like those who repair right, uh, right, yeah. automobiles bikes yeah. and things like that so uh, i would just uh, connect these kids and you to with them so that they can teach each other because bo- basically both know marathi and they can communicate much better than me being as a intermediate right like so a, ideally uh, you are acting as a facilitator right yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah and then what happens usually is uh, they they kind of learn stuff and then i used to take them to nearby stores like all electrical and mechanic stores where uh, i'll just ask the storekeeper to show all the products they have in the in the shop to okay. teach them like so this for example this kind of bolt is used here and uh, what this is the size and things like that you know like very small small engineering details very practical right. stuff and then uh, so initially i had to do all these things on my own like matlab uh, um, uh, teaching them uh, this is how it should be done this is the shop where you can do this and as time went on the kids themselves took a bus or took their cycle went by walk like for 8 8 10 kilometers and just to do this project like they were so interested in the project they themselves started going and then at the end of the day different kids come to me and say so this is what i built this is the progress and things like that 
so uh, like uh, you were talking about choosing the best idea and then uh, you know getting ahead with the prototyping and building so uh-huh. there will be certain uh, i mean of course there will be uh, circumstances where you know the kids uh, whose ideas were rejected uh, will be uh, definitely disappointed so when it comes to adults i mean it's not a problem you know they'll they'll go on and all that but then when it comes to kids how do you deal with that uh, particular situation yeah so basically um, we, we won't actively actually say no to ideas okay Check, uh, as such but then it's more of asking questions and make them uh, refine ideas refine more and more okay and uh, if one idea is not viable at okay. that point of time i'll just ask the kid to go refine your idea and we'll just build it after okay. this is done so things like that so okay. so so it is not actively saying no to a given project but then that kid but that kid is actually responsible to make his his or her idea more effective okay once that, once that is done then it will be accepted so that's how we tell them so he is actually triggered or driven to make it better and better and better each day that's that's uh, that's wonderful they never uh, yeah. you know lose out of uh, uh, ideas so Uh, that's yeah, the best exactly. part of uh, so, you know, being a kid exactly actually uh, one thing i observed was the way they develop ideas initially they had developed much better at like towards the end of my fellowship like the materials they used the the thought process they used they they, they had it was like much developed initially they were like just using chains and cycles like whatever they saw whatever they have been seeing all through their life they were associating those with the ideas that generated so on during building but then as time went they kind of saw a lot of videos on internet a lot of resources and then uh, so uh, i also used this uh, method okay so basically i gave my samsung tab okay the thing other way so uh, i installed games like uh, physics puzzles and uh, uh, it's not kind of a puzzle but then it's like kind of a so so we have a game okay missions uh, crazy missions so there's an app android app so where um, there will be a particular goal for example take this balloon to this place so we have to use all the materials available in the inventory and uh, make the balloon go from a to b so like that like we have like more than 100 puzzles so these kids used to um, play that all the time whenever they are free okay so eventually they are problem solving skills kept on increasing okay. so at the end of my fellowship they were like so advanced and then i could actually go go to them and say uh, hey listen gulshan so so gulshan is one of the students and okay hey gulshan like i i have this issue what do you think and he just come with lot of ideas like nah they 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 are always armed with a lot of ideas i think um, and that was the change in the in the mainstream education we wouldn't have uh, you know uh, seen so much uh, curiosity and uh, excitement in the kids in you know uh, dealing with science and uh, technology it yeah, makes yeah. a world of uh, difference when they they are given an opportunity to do it uh, themselves yeah exactly and also uh, a lot of things in the fellowship it was not very planned uh, by me a lot of things just happened beyond my expectations of the project So, for example, uh, the parents of the kids, okay. so they were feeling 
are very proud of their child's innovations and achievements in the village right. that uh, they became our like a uh, um, brand ambassador for the product so okay. they keep like they kind of go to all the community members and all other neighboring villages saying so oh, you know what my my child has done that this did that did that and all okay okay so that kind of initiated a, a lot of curiosity and other parents kind of told their kids or motivated their kids you know <laughs> you don't have to really go to school instead go to krishna sir and learn something because for <laughs> them engineering sub is a big thing right because yes. <laughs> and then then there was this trend uh, there was this trend setting in uh basically i didn't know all these things happening okay right. because i didn't know the language right so i had very functional language like just do this i want water uh, i don't drink tea things like that okay Sign only language. that much i know in, in hindi so uh, i had another fellow a co fellow who came down from assam so to uh, paint my activity space so she knows hindi and uh, she was able to communicate and she was the one who actually told me that this is the change you have done but sadly you are not able to actually understand them you know understand them saying they the, the the parents it seems they really wanted to thank me but i didn't understand what they were saying okay now let's uh, delve into the best part uh, the design innovations done by the kids uh, i i was going through a couple of uh, innovations that you know the kids uh, had done under your mentorship Okay. one of one one of the innovation i mean we will start with uh, one of the innovations uh, that you know uh, pretty much impressed me the uh, smokeless uh, hybrid uh, chula or stove yeah so that uh, project was very interesting to start like when it actually started so basically what happened was uh, the kids were you know wondering what to do with their mothers coughing up in the smoke and all okay so we were thinking of different ideas and there is this guy who was studying 800 when i was there so he made like a water heater you know it's it's like a water heater and then he wanted to create kind of a steam and something like that okay so we, i was like okay okay you just build something okay uh, just start building uh, don't think too much initially so uh, he he brought this uh, empty oil tins for 20 rupees okay. and he put up uh, pipes we use for curtains right in our homes the aluminum yes, pipes yeah right so he brought that he he cut into angles he created uh, 90 degree joints he, he created like a heat exchanger system basically inside the oil tin okay so the his idea was to create like a mini version of a boiler okay and uh, he, he wanted to put some fuel like uh, cow dung waste or hay or things like that okay so he, he used to burn and he pours water he has two taps the inlet and outlet taps okay. like a valve so then when he opens he'll get hot water okay, okay. so that's the idea and i'm actually he he actually made it okay, okay. and then the, the the next question was okay so you have done this and it is costing little more than the electric heaters like as i already mentioned right the right. process yeah and uh, he was like okay so instead of reducing the cost his idea was to add more features to it more features to the heater Right. so that the cost becomes okay to buy okay so then uh, what he did uh, he and another guy uh, okay. so they started drawing this idea of a chola mm-hmm. like a stove cook stove yeah where uh, we can cook food and heat water at the same time that was the whole idea yeah and and then what they did was to they brought a metal bucket 
Okay. They put in clay inside it, mm-hmm. and um, they made like a blower, like a electric uh, bellow blower. Okay. Uh, they put up everything is was uh, very very uh, indigenous. Like uh, they didn't have a fan, they didn't have a propeller for the blower. Nothing they had. So what they did, they made like a cardboard, thick cardboard, and then they um, took a ballpoint pen, cut it off. So that was the shaft coupling. Oh, so the wow. <laughs> coupling between the cardboard, which will act as the fan propeller, and the motor. So they they wanted something to find right. So for the coupling, they I used the ballpoint pen. So this is the fan, okay. And then they 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 gave two options, sir. Uh, so the NGO Bayf gives this solar lanterns for this village people, okay. Okay. So they gave this. Uh, so they gave me three options, sir. So this product. can be powered by solar or battery or the phone charger mobile phone charger right okay so they put so these were the features okay according to them they were just inspired by these tea shops and chai wala shops yeah. who had this home uh, blower kind of thing for coal and charcoal right yeah right yeah whenever you rotate you get flame yep so they were inspired by it so they just made an electric version of it okay. and then the interesting part was uh, Inside the bucket, they had welded a piece of sheet metal, a circular sheet metal at some height from the bottom of the bucket, okay. so that it will act like a tank for a water water tank. Okay? okay, and then they made this coil. Uh, they they bent the aluminium uh, pipes for the curtains, mm-hmm. and then they made like a coil of a heat exchange system, basically another boil right. inbuilt boiler. Right. Okay. Yeah. Inside the bucket, and then they put clay as an insulator. Over uh, the pipes. Okay. Uh, and then they made this kind of mold using uh, different boxes. Yeah. They they created two steps, which would actually act as the uh, chamber where all the ash would collect from the wood, whatever biomass you're gonna use. The fuel, okay. Okay. The, the ash chamber. And then they place this uh, metal plate, which we use in toilets, right? A plate with a lot of holes to allow water going. Yep. They they had placed that, so basically it was a setup wherein um, just a metal bucket, clay, and the uh, um, blower, to be short. So you just put fuel, whatever fuel you want, like wood, yeah. it can be charcoal, it can be coal, it can be cow dung. Okay? okay, just put up, um, put it up in the fuel chamber, yep. and then you place uh, the vessel you want to cook, right. wood and all, and then you start the blower, and it starts giving a very Heat. clean fuel because right. you. You provide like a lot of oxygen and it just um, burns clean. Okay. 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 And an interesting part was if you want to reduce the flame, like you do in the cook, like the normal LPG stove, right? Right. You can uh, create a low flame and a high flame. Yeah. So if you adjust the voltage uh, of the input current using an adapter or something, right? Uh, then the flame would become lower. So okay. it is basically a, a wood chola, a normal, typical wood chola with okay. all these functions. So I can use and any can, any type of fuel and multiple. So clean. Yeah. No smoke. You can you can uh, adjust the flame. Yeah. You can actually carry the stove anywhere you want it because it's a made of bucket. It's not yeah. placed in one place. Yeah. This is awesome, actually. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like very awesome, and and the most. Uh, 
like i was like wow okay so that moment was like when uh, one of the innovators of the product okay so he actually started selling the product selling the stove to okay. nearby shops okay. by the time we finished the product and okay. we tested among the villages okay because every time we we we, we test the product in in presence of everyone like we just keep the product in the center of the village okay. just to gain uh, just to make an awareness like oh this is what we built okay so every time we do this then I, people will be like oh this is very nice even we wanted one and okay. what is the price right. so this guy somehow picked up the idea of selling the product okay and uh, so uh, it it cost like 500 rupees to make one right and uh, he actually sold it for 800 rupees so 300 rupees margin already an okay. entrepreneur i was like wow okay <laughs> this is nice yeah he's an entrepreneur in the making okay i was like wow so oh, why don't we actually change the whole model of the project yeah in order to uh, incorporate uh, a women self help group members right so that uh, we can actually build uh, such technologies open source like open source technologies right and uh, sell it in local markets or to other ngos so that will also generate livelihood for them right so right. it it will also generate em- uh, employment yes employment for uh, school dropouts and youngsters as well as it will engage them in a positive way instead of just gambling and things like that yep. so they can engage something in a more positive way so it had a, a lot of benefits so yeah yeah so what what is most exciting about this about this is like uh, you know it's frugal and uh, they are doing all these innovations with the available materials in the village so no exactly. no no exactly. plastics or anything anything that harms uh, nature everything is with the exactly. available materials which is like you know fascinating yeah. so because i believe you know uh, even if i uh, use uh, some products so or say if i'm going to teach them audrey or uh, such stuff yeah uh, then uh, i'm i'm going to import stuff i'm going to uh, import stuff matlab uh, i'm going to buy stuff from mumbai or nagpur and then bring it here but then after i go after it's self sufficient and running on a zone yeah uh, if they don't get the enough materials they will just stop it they will just stop stop the project like even if the project grows a lot better and then i'm i'm able to do it like we have a proper <laughs> supply chain even then i thought that anyway outside materials is very foreign to them so yeah. like plastics and things like that which which i never wanted to introduce into their system okay. because they were so clean tribal so remote and things it was so good you know so eco friendly okay. i didn't want to take all this mess to their village okay there were a couple of other uh, innovations as well which were which were uh, pretty interesting uh, i saw that w- one of the you know um, washing washing machine you know with the help of a bicycle yeah so the washing machine was like uh, it was also an interesting part because uh, when i start when i first uh, went to a, a school like another school and then gave these papers they were like drawing this uh, a box like it's more of an ice cream wala that you see in cities right there yep so you have a tricycle and you have a box with ice cream and a guy actually goes with the cycle right something like that so they 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 do something like that so they wanted to make a box with sticks like bamboo sticks which will actually wash the clothes which will actually move the clothes in, in water because that's what they have seen right you yeah. women going to river they just this slash uh, clothes in the river water and wash so yeah. that's what they associated so they wanted bamboo sticks to be uh, pedal by a bicycle so that's the 
idea or the drawing that they made okay yeah so and then uh, we we brainstormed we validated we developed a lot of prototypes we actually even uh, built a small plywood wall box with the bamboo sticks that they the, exactly like what they wanted okay uh, and we kept on the like every cycle has its back part right like where we keep goods yeah. so on that metal part we just kept it we put like a clamp and then we attached bicycle wheel and the bamboo stick so we had two wheels and then we connected through a chain cycle chain so whenever one one pedals like to one flow across the village whatever you put in will get washed so that was idea okay and then we developed the concept which is still being built wherein instead of the front wheel we change like we just take out the front wheel and we put this oil barrel this i think it's 100 liters oil barrel i think if i'm not wrong so we put that and we attach uh, two flange coupling on both both the surfaces of the oil can i mean oil drum and we put like two wheels okay so it is basically you have two wheels on the front and one wheel on the back okay. and uh, you have another another uh, concentric plastic drum inside uh, this oil drum yeah so it has holes and doors and things like that so uh, the idea was that you can actually collect uh, clothes from each home so if uh, if an user has this washing machine he can go house by house he can collect clothes he can put in go to the river fetch some water put in and add some soap and while his way back everything is washed so he can actually <laughs> collect money and it's kind of a income source for him so yeah. this we also uh, actually got inspired from the concrete mixes that you find in cities right like yeah. on the way it just mixes the concrete correct so that was inspiration but okay. then during my time there we were able to build one stationary machine mm-hmm. first prototype and then the second prototype we actually wanted to execute this idea so the first prototype was fixed cycle like everything was fixed like there was nothing moving here and there Okay. so we had like to so the same concept but then except that it had a free wheel and uh, that free wheel was connected to the cycle the stationary cycle so whenever you pedal it just washes clothes but and and it is just total capacity is 50 liters and you can just load on a lot of clothes you just pedal it for like 20 minutes and things are washed this actually reduces the drudgery that women and mothers face like they have to walk long carrying clothes to the river wash it and bring it back and things like that there's like lot of work usually done yeah what role do you play in these innovations do you just just facilitate or help yeah. them actually i don't really help because if i am helping then they should not start getting dependent on me right for everything right the whole idea of the project is to make them independent innovators awesome so i really did very little part on building stuff and things like the the only part i did was to actually trigger them into thinking and the confidence that they can build just it so the innovators typically how old are they typically they are like around 13 years to 21 years old okay normally the, the team now has like 15 members okay. they are like typically 13 to 21 but then anyone can join it's like that even girls even there was a girl who was very interested okay so a lot of girls came to me like because uh, i wanted to give equal opportunities i didn't want to discriminate between uh, boys and girls and things like that so i gave like equal opportunities so right. but usually in schools what happened was uh, maybe they are conditioned that way that uh, they'll be like coming to me and sir model making is very boring let's do some painting i was like okay fine if you, if it if it that interests you you just do it okay 
Okay. But then there was this one girl. Mm-hmm. Whenever we we guys we uh, the boys team and uh, everyone we were like we would be like breaking our heads. Okay. Uh, oh, what should we be doing on that context? And then this girl just walks in. She just does everything. She just makes everything work, and then she'll go. <laughs> and she's like really amazing. Like like a crisis manager. You know, yeah, yeah, comes exactly. and fixes things. Like amazing. Yeah. Actually, uh, another interesting thing that happened was after prototyping, we actually go and, and test it on the field. Okay, so test it on the field, and uh, the the kids are given the responsibility to uh, note or record all the observations that they make. So it's like a kind of a process that. they have to follow so that it's more uh, organized the okay. process so when they collect feedback mm-hmm. uh, so it is much they they will just test with their own family like because everyone almost in the village will be related right right uh, the uncle mama this that or not okay so uh, whenever they test they take feedback and when they actually iterate the family members also get interested in the product and they also come in and get involved so they will give their own feedback uh, they will lend their hands as well you know you, you know what i mean so for example we i think you have seen that uh, wood carrier right so yeah yeah was, yeah right yeah so that wood carrier was basically to reduce drudgery of, of women uh, who is to carry uh, wood for uh, cooking like usually how they carry is they put a turban like with cloth and they place a sticks and they have to carry so that will eventually cause them neck pain and uh, spinal injury okay so these kids one day uh, i just bought some uh, pvc pipes to make like a small laptop stand because my laptop was getting over hot there was uh, this one guy it's uh, who was studying 8th or 9th so he was playing with the stand that i made he just kept on his shoulders and was calling me sir uh, so oh, why don't we use this to carry wood right you know so it was like an accidental invention yeah and uh, he was like sir but if you're going to use plastic then it will break right let's use bamboo because bamboo is available a lot in their village okay so they kind of then then we went to houses we explained the idea and they said we don't want money you just make the product that's good so okay. they were ready to volunteer and we actually cut bamboo we and then uh, actually i didn't know how to work with bamboo okay So okay. we went to one of the students' home. His Jijaji, Jijaji. I don't know. It's Marathi. He be. It's basically sister's <laughs> husband. Okay. That guy. He was very skilled in all these things. So in in villages, they they make uh, houses and ladders using bamboo, right? So they gave us advice that you should use green bamboo, and before it dries out, you make holes like um, kind of a hole that they have some indigenous tools as well. So they actually taught us how to make joints, and we made joints. We made like a lot of modifications. and actually uh, one thing was very surprising for me was they actually wanted to make like how do we say in in, in automobiles we have this things that absorb shock right yeah. from the wheels yeah so they came up with this idea of using two concentric bamboo uh, sticks which will actually fit into each other okay? okay and then they filled it with the wood sawdust the bamboo dust mm-hmm. which will act like which will actually damp the vibrations mm-hmm. and they put a small spring into it okay? okay so whenever there's a load applied like whenever a woman is using this device to carry wood and she goes through bumps or like when the road is uneven mm-hmm. then due to uh, inertia the load will be moving right you understand so yeah yeah i got it i got it long 
and then and then it will shake right mm. so you will have to balance with your body yeah so the the shock will be will be applied on your body mm. so th- this dampness that will absorb the shock mm. so th- that's the innovation that they did mm-hmm. which was very interesting for me because they they have even not seen properly what is a shock absorber mm. or they do not know how it works in in vehicles but they actually did it out of their intuition yeah it's how it's, it's amazing how the instinct and the child's powerful observation you know leads to such beautiful yeah, yeah. Uh, you know work yeah yeah obviously so we we, we just built uh, different ideas we we took measurements uh, so i was teaching them uh, how to take body measurements mm-hmm. uh, to build a product right. and then they made this and then we tested it out basically the concept of the project was to distribute the load which was otherwise to sit on the head instead of that we distributed like over the arms so that it's much more convenient for them to carry okay tell us uh, how your childhood was like uh, were you you know very very interested to get into engineering or like uh, who was uh, krishna when he was you know 15 years old 16 years old basically i was a very shy kid introverted so i was always interested in science technology machines and things like that and then which which actually drove me to take up engineering okay. and then during engineering uh, we had our dean in our college who actually introduced me to nif and all these so he was the one who actually motivated me to associate social impact and uh, engineering so through engineering science and technology we can actually impact people because i i i had this dream of creating some impact in the society but i didn't know how okay okay so he was the one who actually motivated me to link both link the possibilities of using engineering to create a social impact so that's how i went to nif and all these things happened so i think he is one of my starting points and also my mother is in government service and in my maternal lineage we have had uh, four generations of teachers so i have a pretty much good exposure to teaching and how it has created positive impact on the society i think all these things is inspiration uh, was an inspiration for me so uh, how did this uh, sbi young uh, i mean youth for india fellowship uh, happen yeah so basically after my graduation uh, 2015 i was looking for opportunities in social impact uh, around the world and then i even got some jobs in europe but then at the same time i i had also applied for youth for india thinking that i would never actually go enter into it because the acceptance rate is very less it's very too it's only 2% so i was pretty sure i'm not pretty sure like i was not very confident that uh, i would uh, end up in it i mean i would get selected basically but then i got selected so i just left the other job opportunity that i got it's like uh, good paying jobs so just left it and of course my parents were against my decision uh, they were like uh, even now they sometimes uh, i mean sometimes okay sometimes they feel that oh you just wasted your life i mean you wasted one year of your life yeah because it's just a typical you know uh, Yeah, I think so uh, future career and things like that yeah I think it it pretty much happens for you know all uh, people uh, who are who want to get into yeah, you know social yeah. entrepreneurship and education yeah, yeah, matter yeah. so yeah. but uh, later on uh, actually they started uh, uh, understanding why I did this at the first place right <laughs> now they are very happy like 
what i did was a good uh, decision that i made back then yeah in fact like not just your parents i think a lot of people like us are like really proud of what you are uh, doing Okay, uh, so uh, Krishna, now you are uh, living in the Netherlands and uh, yes. you're doing your uh, product design uh, masters, if I'm right. Yes. Yeah, yes, so yes. like, uh, what is the way forward? So do you want to stay back in the ne- Netherlands and, you know, uh, focus on innovation and research or like, want to come back and, you know, be helpful for us? <laughs> <laughs> sure, obviously that would be my dream. So, so basically, my uh, whole idea of coming to the Netherlands to study product design is that uh, I wanted to learn more about product design also as well as the technical engineering part so that I could develop solutions, uh, sustainable products to be, you know, like the mass market models. I wanted to work on that as well as to create like a, like now, uh, which is related to the project. so i am looking forward to form uh, like an exchange program between my university and my project back in the village so that uh, engineers and uh, designers from my university can go there they can share their uh, knowledge and things like experiences wow so that's the whole idea but then as of now if 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 you are asking for my long term goals it's becoming a product designer for social impact and i i actually wanted to become like an entrepreneur okay uh, what would be a true education you know in your uh, opinion uh, education is basically a way of shaping perspectives of people in, in their childhood because that's when we get a understanding of wh- what the world is so if you're going to create a good perspective or a proper perspective i mean a proper perspective i think the whole society would be a changed one so i think if any change maker wants to create a positive impact on the society then they should start with education right away that's one thing and uh, for me education is not only about teaching knowledge but it's about teaching how everything works i think that is very important more than knowledge technical skills skill development and things like that you know what usually what what i faced as a child was i was teaching everything positive everything good you know everything in a ideal situation but then when i came to the real world everything was was just the opposite you know so you usually a kid is taught to follow rules and then when you when you come outside you are been uh, said that oh uh, if you follow rules then you're not going to survive then why was i actually taught to follow rules in the first place <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense right right yeah so i think and that is very important okay so the real learning happens when the kid could actually relate to his own world maybe it would be better if someone taught me in my childhood that so this is how the world should be and this is how it should uh, it is now and this is how you should change it up or something like that and they should have a, at least given a relationship between what was being taught and what is in real life okay i that, think yeah that's yeah. what i'm trying to do as part of my education program that's yeah. that's something like very sensible and uh, i i i think like it's some it's something all of us uh, you know should uh, ponder upon yeah yeah 
a lot of uh, engineers graduate these days um, i mean the, the number of engineering engineering colleges are like really really a lot and uh, some of the people you know you know try to move away from uh, from the country and you know try look for job opportunities and all that and uh, some people look for you know yeah. um, making some some impact to the uh, society so in general like uh, what yeah. would be your uh, two cents for the the young uh, you know engineers or you know young young people who want to impact the society society it is actually a good question one thing uh, what i learned on on a personal uh, level was that uh, it is it is often uh, like it is a, it is a wrong understanding that only uh, those who studying premier institutes or are actually engineers and those who can actually create an impact and exactly it's just completely wrong because the the whole idea of my project is just that uh, even kids even kids of a tribal village they can develop something so if you are so educated if an urban youth is so educated so exposed to a lot of things then you just think of how much impact that he can create just because he, he has not instilled he has not been in the confidence that he can do something so for example you just go to some random college some very very low profile college okay and that be one guy who is very isolated who is very shy to even open up but he'll be having amazing ideas but he doesn't have a platform like this but so one thing i would ask uh, if i am given an opportunity to talk to youngsters one thing i would say is don't try to be the cool guy in the class just don't <laughs> try to act smart and things like that because i've seen a lot of things like that okay but trust me i was the most boring weirdest child ever i've been called names and things like that when i was a child but now uh, i think i am pretty much happier than the coolest guy that i've seen in class i mean in, in my school days because i'm i'm able to sense like uh, this is who i am and uh, this is what i want to do in my in my life i think and that is very important so the thing to youngsters is just be who they are i i know this is just like a dialogue that he or she can hear a lot in lot of places but then uh, it's more like uh, out of experience out of my own personal experience since since you have you have had a you know very strong experience working with the kids uh, would you like to say okay. a few words to the educators you know who are uh, evolving who are just starting up and you know evolving okay so uh, i think the reason why a lot of uh, educators are coming up these days is because they are, they have had enough of a kind of nonsense system which they actually wanted to solve uh, which i'm actually very glad that i am also part of the evolving uh, educators mm-hmm. but the message would be like i think it is wise to try out a lot of different methods instead of just going with one fixed or standard or established method mm-hmm. because as people say like if one is trying to solve a problem that was created with a specific thinking then the problem won't be solved if we are going to approach with the same thinking right like am i making sense yeah so basically there are uh, different solutions to a given problem yeah, yeah. exactly 
would like to say any, anything else like if you want to share anything anything specific uh actually uh, one uh, very uh, great experience that i had in the village so there was this uh, one particular kid he was in he was in the 8th grade and he was actually uh, a unique child like his uh, intellectual development was little slower than other other kids so they they used to tease him and beat him up and things like that okay? like uh, at play but what i observed was he couldn't speak because okay. his development was slower so his language development was also apparently uh, slower so he couldn't speak and i couldn't speak marathi right so we became friends <laughs> awesome okay <laughs> actually he just communicates through actions and that was pretty much the same that i was doing and we used to listen to because uh, he cannot attend classes but he'll just come to school every day okay he would be sent by his parents so we'll just be listening music on the same earphone they will be like enjoying okay and he'll just listen, he won't listen to anyone because they will be like commanding him instructing him i'll be like i really cannot articulate what was happening between us but mm-hmm. it was kind of a bonding that we had okay so whenever uh, i used to make models for the kids like the during uh, every uh, beginning of the class he'll also try to grab some hand drills and uh, glue guns from me and he'll say i'll also do it okay, okay. i'll say okay you just do it and then he'll actually help me out so everyone were very astonished because everyone were like uh, thinking that uh, he's good for nothing and he's just like um, he cannot understand anything but then uh, interestingly he was very curious about making stuff and he was actually also making building products and uh, he was also painting and things like that so that was something uh, a very great exploration for me because which actually uh, made me confident that language is not very important for creating a bonding right yeah that's something that i learned out of the fellowship yeah that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful uh, you know experience that you went through in fact the entire yeah. Yeah. Uh, your entire journey of uh, you know not knowing the language being with the tribal people getting getting along with the kids and then going through that entire journey it's like very uh, inspiring so I, i i'm sure that you know yeah, whoever is uh, you know listening to this story they are uh, definitely going to get uh, you know inspired a lot so yeah i hope so actually uh, one thing uh, that i uh, one notion that i started off with, uh, like when i started the project was like what i could do at lobby was very very small i i clearly knew that this is that's all i can do you know because of the lot of limitations that i had language and stuff but i was pretty sure that this is going to work and it actually worked i'm just wishing just my dream that more and more youngsters get inspired from a model and they deploy in their own locations and it just the the whole idea just gets spread if yeah. that that would happen it'd be great yeah okay okay krishna thank you thank okay. you very thank much you. for the uh, you know your time and for a beautiful story that you have uh, shared with us thank you so much that was uh, krishna tiruvengadam uh, he has set up a design innovation studio at uh, lodhi itself it is called d hive you can reach out to d hive through facebook krishna is pretty much uh, interested in collaborating with people so um, yeah the link and stuff everything is in the show notes 
Hello Educator now has a subreddit you can use that to discuss about this episode If you are listening to Hello Educator on the Mango site please make sure that you subscribe so that you are the first one to get to know about the updates That's about it in our show today take care bye